Bailey and Harper, we're back. You're welcome. Episode 65, uh, we sat here talking about the best athletes to ever wear 65, and we're just going to skip it. That's what we're going to do today. Clearly, because the best athletes skipped it. They didn't pick the number. <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs> that is true. But it's also accurate. <laughs> I'll, I'll do respect Nobody to, said, you know what, man? Shoot. Let me, man, let me get that 65. I'll do respect to Elvin Bethea. Yes. I, I think I said that right. Uh, also your boy. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Who else? Uh, Tom Mack. Mickey Marvin for the right. Like, yeah, we're, we're just going to talk about the things that happened in 1965 instead of talking about athletes who wore 65. Today. Way better topic. Here's what happened in 1965. You ready? Uh, Muhammad Ali defeated Sonny Liston. It's a big deal. Big deal. Also in 1965. Uh, and can we also talk about, like, we talk about being more than an athlete in today's times, but Muhammad Ali truly was more than an athlete. This guy was... Can you imagine Muhammad Ali with a podcast? <laughs> no, I couldn't. No. <laughs> and how many people would actually enjoy or want to be around? He wouldn't or need a co-host. No. He wouldn't need anything. He would just go for 60 I, minutes. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to, to be able to match him up with somebody like a Charles Barkley, too. Like, Paul. Paul Chuck. Our yeah. boy, Chuck. You know, great personalities, but then also, you know, they probably look at things at opposite end of the spectrum sometimes, too. So that's a great conversation. All well, right, anyways, go. Well, hold on. But hold on. Did, 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 Charles Barkley, our boy got paid. You saw that, right? Yeah. Deserved. My He's, man deserves look, every man, dime. You got to understand, like, it's very few times people actually tune in to watch shows to watch, like, one person. A lot of times, like, people tune in to watch my show because they like watching SEC football. Sure. Right? Um, people tune in to college game day because they that's what they tr can translate college football Saturday mornings with, you know? Sure. So, and they also do more of a national branded, you know, they talk about all the games. Yeah. The thing, the cool thing about today is, and it's just. But people tune in to TNT. Right. To watch Charles Barkley. Yeah, there's so I know many different Shaq types and Kenny and all those, Ernie, they're great. So many different types of content. There's so many different audiences for that content. But if you like sports, you know who Charles Barkley is. Even if you don't like the NBA, even if you don't watch the NBA, yeah, man. you damn sure know who Charles Barkley is. So congrats to Chuck. Yeah, man. But back to 1965, yep. we had uh, the Nasser, Nasser. <laughs> NASA Mariner 4 that flew by Mars, which was a huge deal in 1965. That happened all the way back then? Yep, sure did. I'm still surprised we haven't landed on it yet. I right. mean, like, put somebody close. Working on it. Yeah. Yeah, working on it. I can believe it. that. We, we, we dropped some, you know, technology on it, but not people yet. Now, here's something else. Malcolm X was assassinated in 1965, um, and then uh, the United States occupied the Dominican Republic in 1965. So... Yeah, that was a lot when, more fun. Than when you say about occupied, I want to know what that means. Because you know, these are things Americans don't Americans don't learn in school growing up. Did you ever talk about 1965 America occupying the Dominican Republic? Uh, not really. <laughs> um, I, I am aware of it. I think I'm aware of it too, but I don't think I learned anything. So about it. it was one of the many interventions in Latin America undertaken by the military forces of the United States in the 20th century, directly from Wikipedia. Um, Rear Admiral William B. Caperton forced the Dominican Republic's Secretary of War, Desiderio Arias, who had seized power from President Juan Isidro Jimenez Perea, to leave Santo Domingo by threatening the city with naval bombardment. Bombardment. The Marines landed three days later and established effective control of the country within two months. So it didn't take long. It didn't take long. We got it, and, you know, that happened. So that happened in 1965. There's been a shit ton of stuff happened since I saw you. <laughs> this has, yes. We were talking about that last night. There's been so, like, you know, we were like let's, like, let's get a quick podcast in before Roman flies out of town. And I got, you know, the NBA and a full NFL weekend. And we're like, 
I don't know if we can do a quick one. There's so, been so much that's happened. Oh, yeah, man, but that, it's just all hit, one hit or quitters. One opinion, move on. We can't really have a time. I like to it. Dig, I, I like deep, I, Yeah, you efficiency. Know? Yes. So what all happened? Um, so Matt Rule got fired. Nick Saban got beat. Nick Sa- man, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Tom Brady went away to war. Or, no, I'm sorry. He played football, but says it's like deployment. Um, he also – He's angry. I know. His know. team's not playing well around him Can we either. start there real quick? Just because I'm really curious what you think about all of that. Like, he, the deployment analogy, which I just thought was silly aside. Like, I'm not upset about it. I just think it's a sign that Tom's not Tom right now. Well, um, I, don't, I don't think there's any way Tom can be Tom, all right? Yeah. He's clearly public that his wife and he are going through a divorce. And that's horrible. It's horrible. So, it's really – I don't even know how you can focus, be happy – and, like, be able to turn the switch on and off, like, this is really tough. You know what I'm saying? Even Ben Roethlisberger said a couple of days ago, and Ben, I mean, I know he's transitioning into post-football, and maybe he's going to do the media thing, but even he was like, yeah, Tom doesn't look like he wants to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's to be expected, to your point. Um, you know, but, like, he's berating teammates on the sideline Sunday, yelling that's at his That's not the first line. time. That's what Tom Brady does. Understand. But the day before that, instead of being there for the Saturday walkthrough with his teammates, he flew up for Robert Kraft's wedding. So the rest of his team's going through the walkthrough. He's at an owner's wedding. Even He might be a Patriot when he goes into the Hall of Fame and all that. He doesn't play for that team right now, right? And so his teammates, as you well know, they all want to win a Super Bowl. So, like, I saw some of his former teammates kind of pointing that out. Like, this dude was at Bob Kraft's wedding. He wasn't with us. He skipped 11 days of training camp. Like, you know, Tom has gotten to the point where he's so great that I think he, he's acting like he can skip some steps here. And I'm not criticizing him because Tom Brady's the greatest. I'm saying because I think it happens to a lot of people. Not that there are many in that rarefied air. But, like, the not skipping steps part is what led you to become Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And so it's understandable, again, because he's going through an ugly domestic situation. I'm not piling on the guy. It's just – it's to me, anyway, at this point, as someone who's been a Tom Brady fan for his entire, my entire adult life, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool, man, you played till 45. You got a title post-Belichick. Uh, and you can do what you want to do. I'm not telling you what to do. But you got a $375 million contract waiting on you with Fox just to quit and go talk about football. And instead, you're just continuing to play at the, at the expense of your family. And it's kind of sad to watch it, if I'm being honest with you. You know what? All, all the, everything you said was true. But at the end of the day, they still got it. Once they win, like winning heals everything. That's the been, NFL, the, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. been the story of Tom Brady since day one is winning. That's what he does. Like, always has. Always has. And so when it doesn't look like that, it doesn't feel like that. His numbers aren't the same. He's had tons of injuries all around it. I mean, Julio Jones can't even play a game. And they signed Julio to expect to get some kind of payment out of – well, some kind of expense out of this, this payment or return on investment. But anyways, it, it's been that type of start for this team. Yep. Michael Evans has not been available, whether suspension or, you know, health. So it's, it's uh, Tom is having to do it. And look, this is what I learned as I got older. And not to go to a personal aspect of it is that, man, when you get older, bro, when you were young, like the early 20s, like I could dominate a game. Like I could affect the game. Like I was flying around, I could smack people, I could cover it. it was, but when I'm, for me specifically, when I was 32, 33, I could affect the game, but I wasn't affecting the game, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, I know my plays, but I need other people to play better around me. Like, I would be a better, like, long player, defensive player in Carolina system than I would have been in a New Orleans Saints system because I had better older players around me to help me carry it. I can just be a piece of it, not the main conductor of, like, the operation. Where going to D, 
going back to New Orleans, like they maybe would expect me to still be that same player I was five, four years ago. I'm not that same guy. I'm a different player. You got to have better players. I can still be affect the game and make my plays, but you got to have better around me. And that's what Tom Brady, I think truly that's what now everybody else is probably seeing it. Tom already knew that, but he had the pieces around him originally in his mind to go out there and win. I still still think they can win because yeah. nobody's blowing anybody out in the division. The whole division looks bad. At the end of the day, bro, if you just get in the playoffs, it's a win, all right? And I know personally it sucks, and I will never speak on this man's personal side because that's just – I'm not – you know how I am, Kyle. I'm not about that. No. And, uh, and, I wouldn't want, I, and I don't wish that on him. It just sucks because it's public. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. But so, at the same time, though, when you become Tom Brady. Yeah, everything. You public. don't get the other stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no just doubt. the bottom line. Like, you can have the empathy for him. Like, yeah, it's personal. Yeah. You want to stay out of – like, your first it's instinct, true. my yeah. first instinct is to stay out of people's personal shit, right? Hey. But you live the most it, public life imaginable. It's true. It's like, not like your wife's a private citizen. She's a globally known <laughs> supermodel. So, like, yeah. you gave up any pretense of, pri- of privacy a long fucking time ago, man. And on top of that, the next phase of your career, has you as the A broadcaster on a major American broadcast network doing the biggest inventory there is, and that's the NFL. So you're always going to be in the public eye. So again, I, I feel for him on a human level insofar as you can, but you live your life publicly. That's what you chose to. Um, and that's the reality. And that I, I don't ever try to pile on people like you more than anything, but just watching it as a fan, it's like, man, that doesn't look as fun as it used to be. And, and here's the other thing about that, moving into the NFL for a second. Um, I don't know if you've seen this or not. Tom Brady also said two weeks ago, that he's just seeing a lot of ugly football around the NFL. I don't know if you saw that quote or not. Um, but he said there's just a lot of bad football being played right now. And I think it kind of woke some people up to what was really it's happening. true. And then I saw some numbers two days ago that through six weeks of the NFL season compared to six weeks of last year and the year before, there are 82 fewer touchdowns scored so far than last year, 93 the year prior. I think that's the order. If not, it's flipped. Um, but either way, that's a shitload of points that aren't being scored through six weeks. Um, it's an average of a touchdown per game fewer than what the football's been horrible. So, so Kyle, man, that's crazy you say that, bro. Because you know me, I don't really pay attention to a whole bunch of NFL. I don't really. Well, you're in the co- you're back in the college university. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. So, but it, I feel that effect in my fantasy league, Kyle. Oh yeah, my points you are do. down. Your yeah, points are down. the points are down, it's the bro. That's it's, what it it, is. It, like, dude, it's scrambling to get one, like one thirty, one forty at times. And Fucking my Joe team's Biden. like. My, and my team was, like, super flexed out. It's way too many positions. But anyways, but I'm scrounging through free agents and just trying to piece, piece together a team. And it's just like, man, you know, it's the points are low. That's all I'm saying. Guys that you were expecting, like Jonathan Taylor, have big games, big numbers, not happening. Nobody's having big numbers besides, like, Austin Eckler put up a couple – but because they're turning all these quarterbacks into checkdown merchants. That's all they do, man. Everybody's running a cover two on the defensive side now, it seems. And everybody, the quarterbacks on the other side are just check down, check down, hey, check down, check you, down. That's so funny that you say they're all running cover two because, like, cover two has been around forever. And um, <sighs> sorry, I just dropped something. And uh, it's just hilarious because all the old school stuff, because then it went to quarters. Everybody started playing quarters. And now it's back to cover two. It's The league goes in cycles. Everything, everything that was old will be once – because there's only so many ways you can play football. Right. You know what I mean? Now, I tell them that all the time, right? <laughs> so, so many ways. Football is, is a, can be a complex game in certain ways. Yeah, I, but it, but I, I also, never try and bore people with it because they don't – I talk way too much. Like, I know But it's mostly the language that's been crafted around the game, yes, right? Yes. The game of football is very simple. Well, know? it's only still – it's only 53rd – it's 53 yards in the third. Yeah. Like, 
That's and, it. And yeah, so what you do in between the white lines, bro, like you can only build it because you got hash marks. You got you can call you're your trying to attack certain. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can you're trying to attack. Stuff. You can line. You can put a. You can because every defense, every to. defense has weaknesses, but you got to know how to attack it, when to attack it, what are you giving up? It, yeah. it's all kinds of different hodgewash. Absolutely, it's, it's a deeper game. As deep as you want to go, you can go. Agreed, no question. <laughs> but like we do overcomplicate it. Sometimes. Yes, yeah. and so and, and that's what we're watching. I think right now, and it's not a good. But problem. the offense, I don't know what it is specifically, Kyle. I because I. I haven't watched it like that, but I, I think those are very intriguing. I don't think the quarterback play has been that good. Well, it's not. and it's, We're just talking about Tom Brady. Even the best ones still have off nights. But, like, it's coinciding know. with the decline of the two best quarterbacks in the game, Tom but, Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Agreed. And, Kyle, I don't think teams – teams chase the quarterback so much that they forgot to get other really good pieces on their teams. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. does that make sense? Was that – so yes. many teams continue to chase and they want to do this and like they can think about offense, offense, but like what about a really good side running game? Like yeah. you build around an offensive lineman, you build them within like brick mortar type guys, you know they're gonna be like stars for like eight years instead of this risk. And not and every the quarterbacks haven't been that good. When the quarterbacks are good, I think you get good game, consistent game. And when that's not there, how do you like the Jets are playing great defense and good run game right now? Yes. They so are. that's what they're doing. That, and, and that's well. I just picked up their defense. Bring it back to Carolina on Sunday. Just right? pick, talking about me over here on my fantasy. I know. Well, hey, <laughs> I get it. But like the, the Panthers went to LA on Sunday to face the Rams. And at first, it looked like Steve Wilkes in his first game was going to do what everybody wanted him to do, right? Run the football, play defense, set up a little play action, you know, take a couple shots downfield. But hey, play tough football. And then he just wouldn't throw the ball. And then he just wouldn't even throw the ball across the line of scrimmage. Like the attempted air yards for P.J. Walker on Sunday, I believe, were negative yards. They no let way. Him, they let him attempt attempt five passes beyond the line of scrimmage. The other 11 were swing yeah, passes to the running back, screens to the running back. I mean, he threw more screens Who's than Who's calling the plays? Ben McAdoo. So I, under, I even understand that, that game plan. You don't trust your quarterback. You got McCaffrey. You're playing. You want to run the football. That's fine. Or, or you this get dude, down or, two touchdowns and you still won't throw the ball? Or, or this, dude, this dude trying to sabotage me, dog. Right. What's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. I hope they fix it. It's one of the most Because P.J.'s still going to be the quarterback, right? Even if you don't think P.J.'s he's, good. P.J.'s yeah. got a big arm. Dude, he's, he's played, a chance to make he's played quarterback in an NFL game before. Right. Okay. If, this is not – People have asked me, well, do you think he'd be here if not for Matt Rule? No, but he's here, and you know he's got a big arm, and you, he's 2-0 and o as a starter. That doesn't make him good. No. But it does mean that there's evidence that you can win with him out there. Okay, so he's got a big arm. Take a couple shots, especially when you're down two touchdowns late in the game. But they wouldn't. It was crazy. To, it was one of the craziest things. The game was borderline unwatchable because the Rams are bad now. Like, they're, they've got injuries. The offensive line's torn up. Like, they're, yeah, yeah, they yeah. still have Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, so they're not as bad. But their I mean, offense but is terrible. According to fantasy, that's it. That's it. Right? <laughs> that's what it is. So, that's going back to the point where it's – And okay. Stafford throwing interceptions. Like, all, like, I'm telling you, bro, he just protected the ball one year. I'm happy he got a, a Super Bowl ring. I really am. But Matt Stafford, is, he'll throw you a ball, boy. He'll throw it to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the, the, end, the end point especially there when is, they have to depend on him like that. End point there is, and I want to get to college football. The NFL has not been a great product so far this season, but we've seen ta we've seen years where the first. I just know my fantasy is shrunk. Yeah, it's not good, but maybe it gets better. We'll, All right, see. we'll see. All right, Bama. Hold on. Yes, Bama, Knoxville. How was that? Um, it was an awesome environment. It looked um, electric. I got to ride my scooter around and really see some of the spots. It was cool, bro. I really enjoyed it. Got to see by the Vol Navy. Um, you know, 
Was that your first experience doing that? Yeah, it was. So yeah, I know you played there. I even yeah. saw them bust out the old clip of you forcing the fumble. Oh, they did. Yeah, you didn't see that? No, I didn't even see it. Yeah, they they uh, they busted out the old clip. I think if you you forcing the fumble in the Tennessee game. Well, it was true. <laughs> <laughs> It comes in like a scud missile. Hey, knocks that football out. I shot my shot, bro. Look, at the end of the day, Kyle, this play I remembered is this. Like, I just know it was a screen pass. It parted like the Red Sea. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just running, and nobody's slowing this guy down. All right? He's, like, picking up more and more speed, and I'm just kind of coming through, and I'm just like, oh, dude. Like, I'm either going to – he's either – I'm the last person. I'm the last person in my mind. So I'm like, look, I'm either he's just gonna run me slap over or and score, or I'm just gonna miss him. So I just like didn't slow down. I threw my body at his legs, <laughs> at his lower body, like my brother taught me in high school. And um and uh and then and I got him. He didn't even miss I did I don't know, bro. He didn't move. I sideline bust him, bro, just threw a shoulder. It was beautiful. Not me. Banged him and he just but the ball was he was supposed to just go down. I can't believe he fumbled the ball. Like there's no way the ball on that with his right arm, because it was in the right side or whatever our hand it was in, the ball should not fumble forward. If anything, it should go backwards. But hey, it happened. You forced the it. football gods happened. History. Yes, that did happen. And then history anyway, was made on Saturday. But this one, yes, okay. this one. Here's, Let's focus here's, on this one. Th this is. I know there are a lot of different places you want to take this as the SEC expert in the room, but for me, being a huge Hendon Hooker fan. And believing since last year, I mean, I've I've had a, a feeling since he was in Blacksburg that he had a chance, but I really thought you last have year, talked about him since he was at VTech. He, I thought even at, you know last year I was telling him he can play in the NFL. Not only can he play, he's going to play in the NFL. He's going to be a top. Or he's going to be a first round pick the way that he's playing right now. And the only knock that people have against him is that he's 24 years old. Now I'm sure you're going to tell me something about Josh Heupel's offense and you know things like that. And let's talk about that, please. Mm -hmm. But he did just light up a Nick Saban defense. So I feel like on top of four top 25 wins, to, to scorch it, even, even if it's not Nick's best defense, Nick's a defensive guy, right? So for him, him to go out there and do that against Nick's defense, to me, adds a ton of credibility to his NFL future. That's what I think. What do you think? I agree with that last statement. Okay. Um, that he will be an NFL quarterback at some point. I don't know if it's next year. I don't know if it's permanently or as a starter. I don't know. I'm thinking more like pro bowler. <laughs> That's fine. That could possibly happen, but right, right. I got it. The one thing I do trust about Hendon Hooker is what I see or when he speaks. Yes, or like who he is or where he comes from. Great. You know what I mean, man. when I heard that story, so that's what I trust is that you know he's going to continue to learn and grow and figure it out. He's a better player now than he was two years ago, mm -hmm. and I think in two more years he could still have the opportunity to be better than where he is today. Now the big knock on him is. The only knock I have for real is that the offense that he plays in isn't like NFL offenses. So in NFL offenses, you have to be able to read, anticipate, and you he does read, but fulfill reads. Yeah. Not just hurry up quicks. Like you gotta be able to play action pass. You gotta be able to step up in the pocket. You gotta be able to hit your seven foot. These are things that he's not asked to do. But what makes him special as a college aspect is how smart he is with the football. He yeah. doesn't turn the football over. He knows how to all of a sudden get you on second and ten. Now it's third and three because he had a great scramble for six or seven yards, got down, like keeps you ahead of the chains. That is what I saw that was so impressive out of Hendon Hooker from this past game. What I would really talk about, because I watched the tape 
Kyle, that was some of the worst defense I think I've ever seen on on tape out of Alabama. I got to be 1,000% honest. It was, like, so bad. It was very bad. Eyes were bad. Like, it was, it was really deep, intuitive stuff that – how much of that do you attribute to bad defense versus Hendon Hooker taking advantage of things? And I'm just asking. Look, he, Hendon Hooker, I, I saw three other times uh, Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt was running scot-free down the field and Hendon, oh, yeah. Hendon didn't throw it. He was still wide open. So it, it, he still had some other opportunities out there. Look, I'll be honest with you. Look, this is no hate. Tennessee won the game. I thought they played magically. That was – that wasn't just about that this past Saturday and how bad Alabama was, you know, including the 18 penalties, the turnover on special teams, another missed field goal. Um, they still only lost by three points, Kyle. That's the crazy thing. Oh, I know. They because, because, it, because there was a magician <laughs> on the other side at quarterback, too. And you know Bryce, what I mean? Bryce Young's that dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, all that being said, Bryce Young was still the best quarterback in the game. This kid was dicing him. He was – Really? He diced up Tennessee. Oh, I know he did. I'm not arguing that. But yeah. not, I mean, I don't know that I could say, say he was definitively better. So let me tell you, the only thing that really worries me about I, Bryce at the next level is staying healthy. He's not – I mean, Hendon's 6'4", 220. Yes. Right? He's built like a guy that belongs in the NFL. I know the game's different. Don't get me wrong. But after what happened to Tua especially and just seeing smaller guys get dinged up over the years, I'm not saying Bryce can't because he manipulates the pocket like a – the, the way he moves a pocket and is instinctive in the pocket is impressive as hell. But the thing is, so is Hendon. He just looks different doing it. Hendon looks incredibly comfortable. And, like, he, the nuanced yep. things that he's doing to manipulate the pocket and keep his eyes downfield, like, that's what's – look at this. I was so, going to show you this. Look, look, look at this video. Do you know what this is? I'm going to show you this real quick. That is Hokey House in downtown Blacksburg. Yeah. All right. That is from Saturday night when Tennessee closed out that game. And that's Virginia Tech fans erupting in cheers in Blacksburg for Hendon Hooker winning that game because he's still so beloved in Blacksburg. And the reason I tell people, I've been saying this for two weeks. People say he's 24. Why is it? The reason you haven't heard from him yet is because Justin Fuente got a hold of him first. <laughs> if Josh Heupel had gotten a hold of him from the beginning, Hendon Hooker would have been doing a lot of this stuff at 21 years old. Well, yeah, you say that, but he did it Josh Heupel. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. I'm going to show you. I got it. <laughs> Josh Heupel. All right. Josh Heupel had him and didn't start him the first two games. So let's not. Act like it's just all Justin Fuente as well. It's Brad Cornelson too. His this is, this is a, yes, him too. They all got their hands in it. Yeah, but this—that's why I said I, I trust in what this young man is and who he has been and where he's grown up from. Sure. Because I trust him more. I ain't got to. I ain't, I ain't worrying about none of that other stuff. Like as this kid will continue to progress, I will be able to see and tell you that what he does, I love. I love. I'm yeah. all in on it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so, at what point do you put value on that to put this quarterback over this one or this one? I do not know. Because at least, the th let me tell you, and that's because he's going to get compared to everything else around him. Your environment makes you who you are. Like, how valuable are you? Your quarterback, that's the most value. Now, how much, how much better are you in this class, and where do we see you at the next level? You know what I mean? That's where your value is. Sure. So, Bryce Young, you, you don't like his size. He's not that big. I'm sorry. He's not that big. Oh, he can't do anything about that. So but, yeah, but Duke can freaking flat-out play, and, and that's what he does. And you know he knows how to play quarterback. I think he'll know how to play quarterback 
under center. He just knows how to throw the ball. He's got great accuracy, and I just you really just worry about his size. For I think real. he's a right-handed too, a highly accurate. I think he's better than two. It's not even close. I don't think it's that close. Really? You think he's that much better, huh? I, I just like his game because he has a little bit of Russell Wilson in him. I see that. You see what yeah, I'm saying? I see that, absolutely. He has a young Russ. Yeah. When you, like, can manipulate, like, when you know how to control the pocket. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, to, the, when, part of the two of the comparison, too, was the accuracy. Two yes. was the most accurate Agreed. quarterback in college yes. football. Yes, and, and sorry if it came off a of disrespect. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. That's what I meant. You, like, yes. They're not the same quarterback, but Correct. like in the ways that they're the most important, I see a lot of similarities. Yes. But I like what your point about Russell Wilson. He does move the pocket. And if yeah. you knew you were getting another Russ, you'd take him as another <laughs> Russ, right? Yeah. The player, right? Yes. Not necessarily the guy. Uh, the but, thing, and what do you also love about Bryce, What if you're not watching the tape for real, for real, what you don't understand is like, this kid Bryce controls all the protections too. That's like real NFL stuff. Like, huh, huh, Okay, boom. We got this one pointed to here. Get the, get the. Like, he's operating. The, you know, those are the things that you like. Man, like this dude is a like. He's not even affect. He's controlling the game. The game is. He's playing the game. Sure, he's so got the sticks. He's got the sticks, right. and you like what it looks like. Alabama had the wide receivers drop some passes. It was not perfect. This kid though was playing really dang good to even give his team a chance for as bad as the defense played because of his play and also the speed and Jameer Gibbs. This kid is – Oh, has any, <laughs> did anybody make a better decision into, than he did last year in transferring out of Georgia Tech? And going out? Did anybody make a better decision in America dude, last year than Jameer Gibbs? Dude, he is, on, he is on the highest scale and everybody sees him and everybody sees him is like, I could definitely – I could definitely enjoy that speed on my team. Yes. I would take that man <laughs> on my football team all the time. Every single he, day of the week. This, he's a really, really good player. And, I, and you know, it's, Alabama's for as bad as they were. It was, it was a great win by Tennessee. 16 years. I mean, they, they literally, to have that type of release after that much buildup, yeah. that, was, that was great for a lot of people. A lot of people. And I said they were going to win 10, 11 games. I was the only village idiot that said it at the beginning of the year. And – Hey, man, Bro, I'm ahead of schedule. First of all, in a minute, we got to talk about what the fuck you did to Kentucky fans to have them yelling at me about the shit that you say. Because I get on the, on the text line of my show, like, hey, tell Harper the Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, t tell him. What are you, tell, you tell me for? Are you doing a podcast with him? Yeah, okay, I don't live with him. You tell him. Well, Why I, do Kentucky I, fans hate you so much? So, I know what you did. I know what you said. So, at the beginning of the year, they played a game against whoever it was, one of those cupcakes early. And the offensive line didn't look good. They weren't blowing people <laughs> off the ball. And I said, man, they look kind of soft. Like, they weren't just, like, mushing kids, like, like I'd seen from sure. former Kentucky teams. And so they weren't. And so they took that as, like, that Paul Feinbaum said, oh, we make that clip. Da -da. And it became this whole big deal. Yes. Then yeah. they played Florida next week, the following week. And I, Florida just beat Utah. I thought Florida was better than the way they were because Anthony Richards just balled out of control. But Kentucky came out there and beat them in the swamp. And I was like, you know, I was like, well, I thought last week Kentucky would have won this game. But then after watching one week, I think Florida, Anthony Richards is better. So I said, I thought Florida's going to win. And then Kentucky won, and, they, and it's been them versus me ever since. Yeah, they hate and you. Until, until they see me, Kyle, then they want to buy me beer and, and talk about, hey, man, for real, though, like maybe you should call a soft like again. You know what I'm saying? We kind of <laughs> like the juice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it kind of works. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You don't mind yeah. slipping it in. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just like, don't forget what you said. You know, you know? how you pick South Carolina? Like, maybe do that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, do that again. That's what, that's what they're doing. So, 
it, it's funny when I hear fans because when I watch the coaching staff and when I watch Kentucky play, they don't think they're soft. They know they're not soft. They know they're not soft. They know they didn't play that well that game. And so they have improved, and they know they are a mentally tough team this year. Coach has a really good mentally tough team. I, I've seen them be knocked down. I've seen them be wavered. I've seen them find ways to win games defensively, like Miss versus Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and running the football. They ran the ball, like, straight at them. I know Will Levis was hurt last week. He's trying to – he has, like, a turf toe type deal. So, or something with his foot. So, they leaned on the big running back, and they pound, pound, pound in Mississippi State. It was really cool to kind of uh, see this team kind of grow this year. I mean, the offensive line is still not that good. But that's the one thing that hadn't changed is, like, what hadn't changed. But the team continues to find ways to win, and they're mentally tough. Like, they're going to play you hard. So, yeah, I, I just think looking at these quarterbacks. Um, but tell them thanks for the beer, though. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll do that for you. But, like, back to the quarterbacks. I don't th- – there's so many of them. There's Bryce Young, there's C.J. Stroud, who's a video game. Correct. Um, DJU. But and the, and the thing about, and the thing about you, you're kind of worried about with C.J. Stroud, and this is my only thing, Kyle – is I'm like, bro, he looks just like um, the one uh, Haskins. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and so, and it's the only knock you have on C.J. Stroud for me, because, like, I'm telling you, the only one, and I've talked about each one of these quarterbacks. Right. Everything else I really like about the kid. But I don't get paid to draft one. Like, that's not. Sure. No, I get it. You know what I mean? Or to tell you who to draft one. That's not. I what, watch these guys on Saturdays, but that's about it. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's what I got. So, but. Only he can determine that, you know. But I haven't seen – when has any other Ohio State quarterback ever been good? So, it's funny you say that because I just brought that up like two it, days ago. It's just, it's just the it, truth. In the league. That's what I was going to say. It's silly because it shouldn't matter, right? You should scout the player, not the program, always. <laughs> Correct. Like, so, when you Correct. say it, it's like, yeah, that's stupid. Like, you, you scout a player, not a program. But then you realize it goes back from Jim Trestle to Urban Meyer to now Ryan Day. And it's like, at what point are they just like cursed or something, right? I, because they just don't work out in the NFL. Hey, man, it's, it's like, you know, you know, I'm really in the Game of Thrones. So, I mean, it's like having a last name Targaryen, bro. Like, you, I know better. Just, it's like the whole, you know, don't step on a crack, you break your mama's back thing. And it's like, okay, well, I know that's not real, but just in case, I better not do it. You know, it sometimes come, the name does come with it. So, it right. comes with the territory. That's Ohio and so, State so that's Right. So, that's the only thing about C.J. Uh, Stroud. Other than that, I like the player. I like, I like well, everything. There's, there's that. And but then, then he also, he, he has clearly – his receivers are way better than anybody they play up against. See, that's the other thing, too. And I I saw somebody isolating some plays, some some reps the other day that were, you know, show him fitting some balls into tighter windows. And I have seen it. We've all seen it. He can do that. He He, can throw a ball. He can do that. But to your point – his, I'm pretty sure his wide receivers average five yards of separation, right? There's, <laughs> I mean, they're always wide open. So, so, again, it's like – They do get open. They're, uh, they're, they're so good, it kind of works against them at times. But the same thing was said about Justin Fields, too. Right. Um, and, and he's still out to proof. Yeah. I mean, they haven't put a lot of help around him, and I want to be honest about that. But he also hasn't been very And good. he's still very young. But he also hasn't been very good. And so, like I, I told agree. somebody the other day when I, I just pointed out, he hasn't been good. They're like, well, look how bad the team is around him. Look at this. And I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. But Joe Burrow just went to the Super Bowl last year, and he got sacked over 70 times. Like, his offensive line was objectively terrible. And I get it that he has Jamar Chase, and he's got weapons that Justin doesn't have. So I'm not holding Justin to the Super Bowl standard. 
just haven't really seen any improvement yet. That's all. So, yeah. you, you know, you Agreed. can't. So, I still have people that tell me on the air here in Charlotte, like, we should have drafted Justin Fields instead of J.C. Horn. I'm like, no, I don't think so. No, I like J.C. I love J.C. Horn. He's so, got to be able to stay healthy. That's the thing. Got to be able to stay healthy. And it's just know, a little trend right now. It's okay. I think he's still very young. I also don't know that he's not he- that healthy. I mean, they're one in five. They're playing P.J. Walker. Right. They right. got a forty-three percent chance to get the number I, one overall I think, pick. I think. I think. I think the the JC Horn thing right now. Don't need, that's not even an issue. You no. love the player. You you're fine. You're happy where you drafted him. You happy he's here. Now you should he's, be concerned that you're kind of wasting years already of JC Horn. But it's not the end of the world. Because it's not. He's, only, he's a young corner. Corners can last, and he's young. Sure. Sorry, he's young. I agree with you. So not he, worried he's, about it. He's okay there. But yes, people always chase quarterbacks, Kyle. That's what the big subject was. It's quarterbacks. That's that, how we well, got all even brought down this rabbit hole. So this that. year, it's almost like because people love Will Levis too. Oh, I know, but I don't know if he's going to be any good or not. Because I what I think is, people look at Will Levis and they say, "Well, hey, a lot of us were wrong on Justin Herbert, and he looks a lot like Justin Herbert." So I don't want to be wrong again. So let's just say that Will Levis is going to be good, and Will Levis might be awesome. I don't know. But Justin but I, Herbert didn't turn the football over. Okay. You're right. Levis is what, 13 to 5 so far this year ratio? 13 touchdowns, 5 picks, I think? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I, lo- I looked he, at it the other day. He turns the football over. But then I'm not, that's not counting fumbles either. That's you gotta, true. You got to count them all. That's true. So I count all I think that there are some people overcompensating from being wrong in the past about dudes that kind of look like Will Levis. <laughs> yeah. And so they're trying to talk themselves into Will Levis being great. And I'm not sure we're talking about Will Levis five years from now. So, but but then again, I could be I was wrong before, so I could be dead wrong. I've been no wrong. A lot of people wrong about uh, Josh Allen. That's, but that's the thing. There's like a paralysis by options in quarterbacks <laughs> this year because yes. you got Young, you got Stroud, hey, you I'm got t- Levis, you got DJ Uyangalale, <laughs> yeah, you got DJ Hayden Hooker, you got who, Hooker who DJ. All right, if you speed up his, like I don't know if it's the offense he's in. Like, what are they asking him to do? You so, know, stop right there. This got posted yesterday by Tim Barrett, legendary Clemson SID. I didn't have – this stopped me in my tracks. I watched Clemson's offense. Go ahead. I, I'm A little you. bit. This stopped me in my tracks, though, right? So, through his second – as a second-year starter in the history – you know, modern history of Clemson football – I'm sorry, in the last 15 years. He has better stats in his second season as a starter than any of them. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Taj Boyd. Like, overall, his numbers are better than all of them as a second-year starter. So, you know, it's not over yet, but I'm one of those that has to say, hey, I, I was, you know, maybe a little bit wrong about DJU after last year. He's shown a lot. And maybe, just maybe, watching Tony Elliott go up to UVA and absolutely wreck Brennan Armstrong's career in that <laughs> offense, that maybe it wasn't DJ last year. It actually was Tony Elliott, right? <laughs> so, I mean, the, that dude made a throw on Saturday against Florida State that just reminded me that, like, oh, yeah, no, he might be. He's still got the physical tools to be awesome. Oh, there's no question. Like, yes, he has all of that. He's got the Michael Vick flip. Boom. Yeah, you, gone do not yards. forget about this kid because at one point in time, he was the quarterback that was rated right there next to Bryce Young. Cade Klubnick was all the rage in Clemson <laughs> this year. We were all talking about it. Like, this is going to be the next uh, yeah, Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence situation. Klubnick's A lot of people have... got way too ahead of their skis well, on that. But the thing way, is, like, way too DJ ahead. didn't do himself any favors with the way he played last year. Times. Agreed. He played – it was – the, but I watched the, when I watched Clemson last year, they looked so stagnant offensively. They looked yes. stale. Yes. Like, it was no – they weren't asking him to read, like, whole defenses. It was like, okay, this – if you know, it was easy to play zone and, like, and kind of mix it in with some man and make it all look the same because all the routes were the same. It was very um, – there was no complex – like, you're not trying to attack different levels of the defense. No. You know what I mean? It was, like, very – I don't know. And was, Tony Elliott went up to Virginia, took the job, and brought Des Kitchings with him, 
And Brendan Armstrong, who put up video game numbers at UVA last year, right? Mm-hmm. NFL prospect. I thought, look, Virginia's been probably one of the more disappointing teams this They've been year. Awful. Yeah, right. I, would you not say that? Would, they came in with some expectations and some hype, according to the ACC guys. They went from winning some shootouts last year because of that offense to yeah. not being able to score <laughs> with the same quarterback. So, what does that tell you? I mean, like they went up there, and I'm, you know, first year guy. You know what, Kyle? What I've learned is that man, coaching matters. Mm-hmm. Coaching matters a lot. That is what I'm learning when I watch college football because it's amateurs, okay? Yeah. Like it. I told a kid today, um, man, like watching college football makes me appreciate, you know, the NFL and appreciate college, right? The amateurism of it, like, because the NFL you can't have false steps. Like the moment, like. The moment I take two steps to my left and then try and run back deep to cover a high, fly high on the safety, it's too late. Gone. It's too late. Yeah. It's too late. The moment it happens and shows, you got to be out of there. And you got to be back there because the quarterback can throw it 65, 68 yards on a rope. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So you think you got him covered at 40 yards, but he's still rolling. And you're on a foot speed, and he's faster than you, boss, for another 15. you got to try and hold on. Can I tell you the first time I walked into Lane Stadium in Blacksburg as a 13-year-old kid and watched Michael Vick turn one loose <laughs> with the flick of a wrist? <laughs> and I just thought to myself, how'd that happen? How's that possible, right? It's just rope. Yes, a rope. And it, rope. Effortless. Right? Effortless. And, so, and, and DJU's release is more yes. elongated, right? But it's the same type of thing where it's like it looks rip. effortless to throw the ball 65, yes. 70 yards down the field. Rip. And yes. not many people can do that. No. So that, that's the big thing is that part of it. And um, But I also appreciate the amateurism of it because in college, dude, their techniques are so bad. And I don't know what they're looking at half the time. You just got really good football players. And then you just try and figure out where in the world would I put this player. Um, and right now, a secret underneath the radar player that's been pretty good in the SEC. It's a couple of different players that have played really well. And their teams aren't the greatest, but they're playing really good. And these are guys like uh, safety out of LSU named Jay Ward. He's played well. He's like a nickel type deal. I don't know if he can – I don't know what position he would play in the league. I don't know. Yeah. But um, him and then, you know – a couple other guys. I forget the other one's name. You threw me off. But anyways. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. All this college football, like, I appreciate the amateurism just because everybody messes up a lot more. But there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft. And, and that's what's made, to me, Saturday's so much more fun than Sunday so far this year. I mean, I mean Stetson Bennett is – I, too. And I got to be honest. I've always found Saturday's more fun than Sunday's. But, like, it's, it's noticeable this year. Like, Saturday's have been electric. Some of these Sundays outside of Bills Chiefs and Bills Ravens sucked ass. So think about this, Kyle. Not only were the upsets really early, but now we get into the real meat and potatoes of the season. We, we like conferences. We're like just st- getting started. Yeah. yeah. Which is the best part. Now it's also going to be over early. Like that. We still got half, over half the season left. Absolutely. No question about it. I, I, that's, that's the fun and exciting part. Now, I also want to get your take on this before I forget. Um, because we're, we're taping this right now before. It's like a, we're doing a, a brunch edition of the podcast here. And I'm going to work to do a radio show after this. Um, I got to talk about this this afternoon. So last night, Hornets beat the Spurs in the season opener here in Charlotte, right? Uh-huh. I'm sure you've seen the news about James Booknight, second-year kid out of UConn. Yeah, man, I right. saw that. For those that don't know, you know, he was in uptown Charlotte, found passed out in a parking deck, 
intoxicated. That, you know, that's what he was arrested for. Um, had a loaded pistol in the car while it was running. Um, they, for an hour, tried to wake him up after somebody called authorities. They were using air horns and flashing floodlights in his car to wake him up for an hour. And they couldn't, couldn't get him up. So he finally wakes up, starts eating a bag of Doritos. And then realizes kind of, I guess, what's going on and tries to flee the scene <laughs> oh, and, no. and hits a cop car in front of him and then hits a cop car behind him. Yeah, of course. Right. So he gets arrested. Okay. <laughs> um, that, that happens Sunday. The season opens last night, Wednesday night. They play him. He got 14 minutes on the floor last night. Now, mind right. you, it's not just the one-off. This goes back to college. Like yeah. when he was at UConn, he stole somebody's car, or I'll just go with had somebody else's car. But the story goes he wasn't necessarily supposed to have it, uh, was intoxicated, wrecked it, fled the scene. Um, he also has had four citations for reckless driving in the last 12 months, one of which came seven days prior. He went 85 or 90 in a 35 before that. Um, this has been known for a while that he's been up to this sort of thing. Uh, you know, Here in Charlotte? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And going back to UConn. <laughs> he went to UConn for a big game last season. Yeah, I season, saw that. I, got I remember kicked that. out yeah. there, right? Snuck back in, um, and I think got kicked out. Of, like, it's, it's just a pattern of reckless behavior. And look, he's a young – I hate watching young dudes throw away opportunities. I hate watching young dudes throw away potential. I want him to figure it out. I do. Um, I want him to get some this, – this dude's – I think he's crying for help. In all seriousness, I think he's asking for help here. So how about the 14 Real quick, minutes? last thing, though. The point that, need, that I need to get across today, though, I don't have a problem with him trying to sleep it off in his car. I'd rather I, him do that than drive. I, yeah. I wonder how he got there. But still, I, I don't have any problem with sleeping it off in your car. I got no problem with the gun, owning a gun. It was licensed. This is America. I own guns. It's yes. not that. Right. Yes. It's the culmination of it all. And the shit that he's been up to, Bo, you don't get to endanger other people. You don't get to be a, a public safety risk and liability the way that you've been. 90 miles an hour in a 35 zone. Dude, you got kids. I got kids. That'd like, be, I'd be going crazy. Bro, go get help. Stop this shit. I want you to flourish and be better. But you don't get, you don't get to be a danger to the community where everybody else lives. And that's what the fuck he's been since he got here. And yeah. that, that part's not okay. That's what bothers me. And so, like, what message does it send? to put him on the floor last night. And people were saying, well, it's the PA, it's the players, to, you know, they haven't convicted him of anything. He could have sat there quietly in his warm-up all night, and it would have been expected by everybody, wouldn't it? I mean, you would have thought three days removed from making headlines like that. It, wouldn't, it would not have shocked me if he didn't play. Right. But the fact that he did play, I'm not mad. Did he? I mean, they it, won the game. They many? didn't even address it, though. That's the thing. It, it, well, he can hurt himself all he wants to. He doesn't get to be a danger to the community, and that's what he's been for a while now. Yeah, I, I hope they're saying that to him behind closed doors. They have to try and continue to massage this out because you want the kid to play. He's a good player when he's been in at times. I, I mean, how, what was his numbers last night? 0 of 5, scoreless in 14 minutes. Okay. Yeah. He got a couple shots up. We'll see. The problem is since he's been here, he, the things that he's been most known for have nothing to do with basketball. I agree. They're all, they've good, all been distractions. He tried to fight his head coach. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, that, yeah that happened. That so, happened. So, again, like, I, I'm more than willing to forgive a guy for making a mistake. I mean, good Lord knows well, I made my This seems like a pattern. That's all you know him for since he's been here. Right? So, you don't want to bury a young guy. Like, he's got his whole life ahead of him. But the organization, come on, you got to do better than that. you got to handle it better. Right. We... Why does this young man continue to end up in this same, the same pattern over and over and over? What are we doing? What is the support system like? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or is he just going to be a knucklehead? Like, like and you got to ask him that, too. Like, what do you want to be? And what's making it look worse and worse all the time is he was taken 11th overall. 
many of the players drafted directly after him in the NBA at various spots across the league are playing their asses off. And it looks like they made a giant mistake. Yeah. And it was on that night, too, that it wasn't just they made a mistake in drafting him. It's that Mitch Kupchak came on my show the very next day and talked about how teams were blowing his phone up when Booknight dropped to 11. And he could have acquired more capital, moved back a couple of spots, and you know taken one of those players that's now flourishing somewhere else <laughs> in the NBA. But instead, they went with a guy who already had a documented history of this at UConn. He'd already done this at UConn. So, hey, some guys do stuff and, you know, they, they grow up. Happens all the time. I got buddies. You got buddies that, yeah. you know, fucked up. You and I weren't perfect. You don't hold stuff against guys. No. But, bro, you rolled the dice on a guy and he's still doing it. And the guys that you dra were drafted after him, they're balling elsewhere. <laughs> and you could have got more could picks you, and me, a better Give player. me one player there. who's balling out. Cam Duarte at Indiana. The very first night of his career last year. Duarte came in with the Pacers and dropped like 26 on us. Hit like eight threes <laughs> in the first game of his career. Lit us up at the Spectrum Center his very first game. <laughs> and he went two picks after book night at pick 13. Lit him up. See? I mean, it's an awesome story. Okay. I just, I just had to know. No, that's it. Like, that's what I'm going to talk about uh, today. Is well, that, good luck with all that. I'm not... I just want, I just want the Hornets to be decent. Bro. They're not right now. But, they, hey, they, they, well, you know what? That's not fair. They beat the shit out of the Spurs last night. But the Spurs are going to be the worst team in the league. That's yeah. where Victor Wimbanyama is going to end up is San Antonio with Greg Popovich. So, one more question, then I'm ready to get out of here. Um, oh, well, sorry. Well, I got it. I got some stuff I got to get. Yeah, I got to go to work. I'm literally yeah. talking about having to go to work. Yeah, you got to go too. You're good. Don't be, you're just trying to be a drama queen. I'm just not a drama queen. I mean, you're just, you're just talking shit. Anyways. Thank you for that <laughs> correction. Dude, are the Panthers tanking? Are they going to just tank? Of course they are. I feel bad that Wilkes has to coach this team. I mean, I hope they play hard for him. I, I just – the thing is, didn't we all know what the score was, though, when he took the job? Or when they, they – we all knew what was going to happen. He can't win with this team. He doesn't have a quarterback. He got too many dudes injured. I mean, what are they doing? Like, how many more times – what are they going to do with the quarterback? Like, are they going to try and go get another quarterback just be, and you just drafted Matt Corral? No, this is why the Matt Rule era – ended the way that it did and is, <laughs> and is over quite frankly because he couldn't get the quarterback right he kept messing it up he kept making it worse yeah like what did it, so no you can't keep bringing in band-aids <laughs> on bullet wounds go draft one go draft your guy that that's what you know that's what and they drafted Matt Corral and I still think Matt Corral with the right coach and the right system could have a nice NFL career at least me too but the problem was he got hurt in the preseason and that might end up being the biggest what if in recent Panthers history because they're going to take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Hendon Hooker. They're going to. Did you see the numbers? Uh, Football Outsiders yesterday has the Panthers with a 43% chance to land the number one overall That's pick. That's high. Bro, it's week seven. <laughs> it's week seven of a 17-game season, and they got a 43% chance to be the top pick. Bro. The next highest team has a 7% chance. <laughs> I shit you not. It's week seven. Bro, Dude. it's over. Everybody knows what's happening here. Dude, that's such a big lead. They've been rolling <laughs> tanks up to Bank of America Stadium for like two weeks now. The tank is on, bro. <laughs> Quarterbacks hurt. Jeremy Chen's on IR. J.C. Horn probably could have played, but they're like, nah, just get some rest. You know? <laughs> Hold on, Chen's on IR? Yeah. Oh, Frankie Louvu missed his second straight game. Frankie Louvu's been balling. He has been balling. My yep. man Vilma said he, he likes watching Yeah, Frankie Louvu's been balling. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else? Um, well, they got rid of Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad Wilkes handled that the way he did. Just kicked him off the sideline. Bro, bro, go inside. 
We're not. We're not. I mean, everybody understands his frustration. Is, is he, if you watch the game, you know why he's frustrated. <laughs> they wouldn't throw the ball down the field. Everybody's frustrated. Yeah. So you can't try to fight your coach on the sideline. It's not like we haven't seen it before, but. Uh, you, at the end of the day, you know, I would call it this way when I played. It was, you know, say, say the corner blows the coverage or somebody else does. And now I see it. I start running, you know what I mean, just to try and help. And then he catches it and scores. And the first thing I do is throw my hands up and turn around like, man, who, who, what's going on? Right? <laughs> That's selfish. <laughs> like, we know he fucked up. <laughs> Everybody saw it. Everybody saw it. Like, but you put it on tape. You know what I'm saying? So right. when you have dissension in the ranks, bro, it's just not a good look. It was a real thing. Oh, it's a real thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we know, we know, we know, man, shit stinks, bro. And like say something, but like, bro, you can't be. It ain't. It, that's not it. You know. Just backing the bus up over them. Yeah, and it's just, it's just not it. So, um, it's ways to do that, and it's ways to be professional about it. And I know you can be frustrated, and people all handle it in different ways. And I wasn't there at the moment, so I don't know what was said. But I'm glad that Wilkes handled it. However, he, how, whatever was said. He's like, nah, go on, bro. <laughs> I, I. I thought that was power move. I thought Wilkes handled it the right way. And I, I'd always back Wilkes because he a real man. I've been on the sidelines with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm glad at least for whatever time he's going to have to run the bus, at least it's going to be ran right. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like, and you'll get more respect on your name doing it that way. Sure. And what if Carolina comes out and wins one or two games? I mean, 43%? Come on, bro. If they get three wins – under Wilkes, this would be a great achievement because this team is not good. And three wins will get you the first overall <laughs> pick. <laughs> it will. That will happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, because every other team actually has some wins. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's what Washington and Pittsburgh both won last weekend. Yeah, bro. Those were the two teams right behind the Panthers. Panthers right just kept on losing. <laughs> Percentages shot up. <laughs> we all know what's happening. Like, I was watching Baker Mayfield run this morning and in practice. What, so, so, Kyle, are they going to trade Christian McCaffrey? Um. So, and also, do you do uh, do you do NBA rules? All of a sudden, you start sitting him. You can't play in games, bro. So we talked we talked about that last week. <laughs> where it's like, okay, he's been healthy. Boy, we know that can go south in a minute. Do you keep giving him the football to showcase him, or do you sit him down just in case? You know, and they gave him the football, and he went over 100 yards again, and they still couldn't score. Um, but it, and it, was, it was funny because it was a reminder to Panthers fans that as much as we like Christian, as much as we um, appreciate the special talent that he is, right, that you've talked about, that position doesn't drive the bus anymore, buddy. Yeah. He can be really good individually, and you still aren't winning the football game, right? Yeah. That's where we it's are. It's been proven. It's been proven. So would he, he, would, he would click right in in Buffalo with Josh Allen where they need a running game. He'd fit right in alongside Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. He'd look pretty good there, I think. Uh, Denver, Russell Wilson would take him in a heartbeat. He'd love to go home to Colorado, I'm sure. But I think they'd be wise to keep him for at least one more year. I, I'm fine with him going all those places except Denver. Because I got Latavius Murray on my fantasy, and he would crush that. Oh, so that's a selfish thing for you. Completely selfish. Gotcha. That would probably be an awesome story, though, to go back to Colorado where his dad played, where he grew up, like where he probably fell in love in football. Sure. Like, and Russ and them guys could use any kind of help because their offense is kind of poopy. You know, they're averaging 13 points a game <laughs> in prime time. Yeah, they said, they said, they're, they said they're, um, their defense hasn't allowed more than like 17. No. Like, all year long. I'm like, dang, you would think you'd win 
Unwatchable. <laughs> Denver is unwatchable. And they've been on TV a lot. So is that more Nathaniel Hackett, or is that Russ being a little bit cooked? I, I don't know, man. I don't watch the internally like that. No, you know I what you. I mean? I, um, I, was, I was watching it the other night because Russ made this really impressive throw early in the game. You might have seen it. I don't know. He, well, he, he started out hot, then all yeah. of a sudden it went pump pump. Well, he's flushed out of the pocket. He, took, he stepped to the right and wasn't, it wasn't running top speed, but he was moving to his right, threw on the run, drove the football downfield about, I don't know, 20 yards to the far sideline, hit Jerry Judy. I think he had about a 15-yard run after the catch, but it was like a classic Russ, you know, got out of trouble, showed off the arm strength, hit him right in the breadbasket. Like, it looked like Russell Wilson of old, but then it was all, like, downhill from there. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Did they just make a $250 million mistake, right? Did they, did they just did they trade for a dude and sign a guy who's just cooked, or is this Nathaniel off Hackett breaking Russell Wilson? Like, what's happening here? I, dude, I think it's yet to be determined, determined because it's just seven, like, six games. So... <laughs> I, I think it's all still out there. Like you said, we're still very early in the season for some of these teams. And they've still been able to win a couple games despite all this really bad play. Um, so, I, I, we're going to see because their defense travels. So, you know, as long as you got defense, you got a chance. Russ has to play better, though, overall, especially when they pay you that type of money. Like, when, they, when, you, when you get the check, bro, like, it comes with expectations. Sure. And that's just got to be understood. It comes with expectations of winning, expectations of – you know, not even being like a leader, but just like some of that. But he does puts a lot of that stuff out there himself. So yeah, like nobody likes showing off. You know, making Russ a big deal more than Russ and his wife. So um, they enjoy it. So when you, it's the same thing like Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady, I know you say you didn't ask for it, but you you married who you married, and you kind of won that, so you asked for it. Yeah, Russ is like. I mean, you can't complain because everybody's on you, Russ, when, like, you put yourself out there like that. Let's ride. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> showing up showing up with your own jersey. You know what I mean? This man went up. Uh, this man we went had, out. like, an armored tank-looking truck. You know what I'm saying? This man Looked like an action movie. Football scored nine points, and at the end of it, after a loss to the Colts, went, Broncos country, let's ride. Like it was some promotional appearance. Like, bro, you just – he scored nine points on Thursday Night Football. Maybe leave the marketing gimmick alone for the end of this one. <laughs> what are you doing? That, that, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, and everybody's piling on, too. Richard Sherman's ripping him as soon as every chance, every time Amazon turns on Thursday Night Football, Richard Sherman's just covertly shitting on Russell Wilson. <laughs> the story's coming out now. People saying that he, his teammates didn't have his phone number. Did you see that one? No. Oh, yeah. His former teammates were talking about how uh, when he was in Seattle that – if you wanted to get a hold of him, you had to go through his agent because his teammates didn't have his personal phone number. <laughs> Look, man, like, uh, I, I never have looked at – I think Russ is a nice guy, and I've never been his teammate, so I've only met yeah. him, like, in passing. But there's nowhere in the world I ever – he never gave me, like, this impression, like, man, this dude cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, he down – like, he's probably kind of square – like overall, and and like, but I think from what I've heard from a couple guys that have been around is that Russ enjoys the spotlight, though. Like, oh he yeah, enjoys that. He so it. It, so you got to understand people that are into that stuff. If you're not into it, it's not going to be your vibe. And a lot of people aren't into that. So that's how it could probably come off. And I just think it's funny now when people 
from the locker room, man, because locker room's a special place, man. So when guys that have been in the locker room there start shitting on each other <laughs> like for TV's purposes, I actually got to enjoy it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's really entertaining. Absolutely. All right, we got to roll. You got shit to do, and I got to go to work, buddy. Good catching up. All right. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Episode 66. We'll talk about it next time. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle. All right, we'll talk to you next time.